0: Wistful Thinking is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me.
1: Welcome to Wistful Thinking, a podcast where we revisit beloved pieces of pop culture from our youth to see, if they're still as good, all grown up. I'm Cara Gale O'Regan, and with me, as always, is, uh, what is, what are you called? A co-host? My co-host, Jordan Pullen-Clark. Well, you remembered my name, so that's good. (laughs) Hi! (laughs) (laughs) That's all that matters. Uh, And our our guest for the third time in a row is Cage Club co-founder Joey Lewandowski. Hello, Joey.
2: Hello. Week five of Olympic coverage here on the Cage Club Podcast Network.
1: We actually have more Olympic coverage than NBC does. Yeah. Like, longer than theirs. Absolutely. So we win. Uh, Which is a perfect segue into my next sentence for continuing (laughs) our winter sports-themed programming to coincide with the 2018 Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, Korea. And today we'll be talking about the Mighty Ducks from 1992. The movie stars Emilio Estevez as a self-centered Minnesota lawyer who is sentenced to community service coaching a ragtag youth hockey team. It's basically the Bad News Bears on Ice, and it's great.
2: It's also basically hardball on ice. That this movie, between the hockey setting, the lawyer setting, the mandate to coach a group of ragtag kids, like this is the Keanu Reeves movie Hardball, This was written, it was basically written for him, and he was not, like, there's a list of people who they wanted to be in this lead role, Keanu not among Mm -hmm. them, glaring oversight should have been him, but it was not.
0: No. I would have loved if he was in this. Really? I I think that a range of some kind of emotion is good for this role, and I don't (laughs) think he has that.
2: Did either of you look up who they wanted for this role?
0: No. Yes.
2: So they offered it to Charlie Sheen, but he said no, and his brother Who I the think role.
0: actually, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think Charlie Sheen would be more convincing as Gordon Bombay than Emilio Estevez.
2: They wanted Bill Murray, but he was too old.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They also considered Tom Cruise. wanted Cruz. Tom Cruise, yep.
1: but he's too crazy.
2: Tom Hanks, that- but he's too much of... America's dad actually he thought He's I sort of in this uh, and Michael J Fox so I feel like I kind of sort of confuse not confuse him with Amelia West events but I think they kind of play the same type uh, of role
0: and they have the same hair yes. <laughs> probably like the same height so I don't yeah, seen that
2: I don't know if I've you've heard an episode where Mike and I talk about it but I confuse people based on hair actually you know this firsthand because <laughs> when we watched Lost Highway I was so confused because you're like oh that's the same actress I was like no it's not because like, it's the same actress with it's just a completely <laughs> different like, wig one has and one yeah. doesn't <laughs> and I was like no 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 no. so like I for some reason great at recognizing voices terrible the faces and I'm further complicated when they change hairdos so maybe that's why I think Emilio Estevez and Michael J. Fox are the same also the only other person on this list was the guy who wrote it originally Steve Brill wanted to be it and they were like no like you're not famous <laughs> why would we put
1: you in this role so <laughs> nope uh, not to be confused with Dr. Steve Bruhl of <laughs> Tim and Eric Fam. Um,
0: I, have, I have my first question about this trope. Is Do you think ever in real life criminals get sentenced to working with children? Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs>
1: i don't think so either i mean definitely get sentenced to community service and i don't know if you get sentenced to like specific community service like this you know or even like uh we talked about in the last episode the movie stick it where like this juvenile delinquent gets sentenced (laughs) to like joining a gymnastics team yeah but yeah
0: yeah the judges in movies seem really willing to like make special deals for criminals (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who are involved in sports. Who are loosely involved in sports.
2: So, I- in related-ish news, in terms of the criminal element, apparently, and this is all stuff that I read in IMDb, uh, the original premise of this movie was darker. It was about an ex-NHL player who became an alcoholic who then wanted to get revenge on his old coach by coaching against him. And then when Disney bought it, they were like, yeah, we can't do and we won't do most of that. Um, and so they downplayed a lot of the adult themes and made it more comedic. But I feel like that would even be more extreme. Like, if he was... Uh, well, he wouldn't be a criminal there. So it'd be more realistic, but also more extreme. He would just be a also, bad person. also that, yes. I've, uh,
0: I've, I feel like, so... I feel like you can, in some ways, tell that that's what they wanted to do, or that there was some version of this movie that that's what that was. Because, like, it's a kid's movie, but he's straight up, like, drinking a beer and driving. That's not, like... I feel like you wouldn't see that in a kid's movie today. Um, And, like, the beginning, it feels kind of dark in like the ways that he's yelling at the kids and in the ways that the kids are talking about how their old coach used to talk to them it actually like seemed like if this could have been a different movie that actually was really dark and the kids were like could have been like really funny and like raunchy and then it totally didn't turn into that yeah
2: but the kids did almost all of them turn into actual adult actors like i was blown away uh there's like yeah. five or six kids who went on to do things.
0: Okay, let's go. Let's go through it. Obviously, so Josh, Joshua, Joshua Jackson, Jackson. Obviously, he's so adorable. Who's in great in this. this? Yeah, he's so yeah. good. Also, in um, that
2: role. So you know, you know, originally before we stray, I'm dropping all my trivia here so we can just get it out of the way. Jake Gyllenhaal auditioned for that. Yeah. His parents did not want him to do it, so went to Joshua Jackson. But Leonardo DiCaprio auditioned. Um, hmm. Did not get the part, I guess. Juliette Lewis wanted to be the girl part, but instead that went to Marguerite Moreau, who is Katie from What Hot American Summer, so she went on to do things. Mm-hmm. So that's two. Mm-hmm. We also have Eldon Henson, who's the street kid that they get with the hard slap shot. He's Foggy on Daredevil. We have, and yeah, uh, he was in
0: the Hunger Games movies.
2: We've got Jesse Smollett from Empire is here, and we've got your boy from a previous episode, Danny Tamborelli.
1: And not just him from The Adventures of Pete and Pete, but a couple of other actors as well. Yeah. Uh, um,
0: what's his name? Aaron Schwartz was on um, Pete and Pete also. Mm-hmm. And then was in Heavyweights, which is also a great movie. Right. Which and also starred the
1: kid that played Goldberg, who
0: is it? In- yes, and Goldberg was in that too. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe we've talked about this before because of Pete and Pete, but Aaron Schwartz is like super hot now. Like, yeah, we talked about so that. hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking.
1: I don't think I. Who is it he? it is actually
0: very shocking. Who is he in this? Who is he in this? Uh, he's like one Carp? of the chubbier kids. Yeah. He's like the blonde chubby kid.
2: Okay. How old is he? Like, I don't know. Is he mm-hmm. one of the younger kids or a medium kid or an older kid?
0: He's medium. He's a medium kid. They okay. were all supposed to be... They treated them as if they were all the same age, but they obviously weren't. Like, but they were all in a classroom together, like in the same class in school.
1: Yeah, that was weird. I thought that was weird. Like, even the much older kid who seems to be in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, but then there's also like a list of 10 more kids who are in this that didn't get famous. Yeah, but I mean,
1: you know, with kids' movies, there's like one or two that might become famous someday, but there's a lot of them. We have like five or six
2: in this. That's like, that's a really high. Like, find any other movie from this time period with that many kid actors who went on to actually be successful, like make a good living at acting. Like, I don't know if you can. Like, how many of the little giants or how many of the little rascals went on to do things?
0: Oh, man, Little Giants. Um, I don't know. And what about from Heavyweights, too? There's a lot of kids in that. True.
2: That's what you guys got to do. You got to do all kids, kids, all, all, all kid casts and just rank them in terms of how successful they are as adults (laughs) and make them all feel terrible. terrible. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Apparently,
1: um, some of the young actors who claimed when they auditioned that they could play hockey were in fact lying and had to be trained before
0: filming. I tried to I was like curious because we've been talking about like figure skating movies and like how Michelle Trachtenberg and how learned to figure skate. I was like did everyone have to learn to play hockey for this? That seems hard. Yeah,
1: um, I didn't find like a specific list of who could and could not, although um the other girl in the movie, because there are only two. The girl that's a figure skater did not know how to figure skate, so oh, she wow. had a body double. Mm. Did she actually do that uh, pirouette what? thing at the end? No, her body
2: double
0: did. Why wow. did they? So they they had to cast two girls for a girl who was yeah. in the movie for like one second. Why wouldn't she they just a pivotal, cast a girl she's got a little figure role, skated? Jordan. She does. I know she's really important, but she's not like she talks that much. Like. You could have taught a figure skater to say three lines, and then just had a, well, Whatever. I didn't work. The on girl it. that was her
1: her body double, like, also was an actress. So I'm not sure, like, why. I mean, come on, she was in an episode of Unsolved Mysteries.
0: I'm sure she's. like oh, oh, I love that show. Um, who was your guys's favorite? Who was your? Okay, so we all saw this when we were small. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite? kid when you were young and who's your favorite now watching it again oh i don't know i don't think i had a favorite on either side i don't
2: know if i had a favorite i mean goldberg is great obviously goldberg's actually a, a cool kid what yeah. i was more surprised by and it's similar but not exactly the answer to the question you asked but like i was surprised that i enjoyed this less than both of the figure skating movies like i was like sort of psyched to watch oh. this movie and i was like Oh, okay. Like, it's, I liked it, but I liked Ice Princess. I Weirdly, I liked Ice Princess and uh, Cutting Edge more.
1: Um, I felt the same way, although I'm not at all surprised by it.
0: <laughs> oh, I liked this more than I liked Ice Princess, like, by a lot. And well, Cutting, you Cutting Edge is like, obviously the best movie that we watched, oh. so...
2: okay. You've seen that, though. Well,
0: much. I've...
1: Yeah. Okay. Before we answer your question, director Stephen Herrick... Not only did he also direct Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which, I mean, how exciting is that? But he also directed one of the Cutting Edge sequels in 2010,
0: oh, the Cutting Edge.
2: Whoa, in 2010? Nice. That's like bottom of the barrel, mm-hmm. Cutting Edge.
1: Yeah, right. No, I think that was the first sequel. No, oh, really? No, that's the third one? I don't know. It's Wait, not so the first Wait, that movie sequel. came the out in first 90... one was 2006.
2: So it was 90... Oh, yeah, because it was 14 years later because the, the, their kid grows up to be a skater, right? That was the story? Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I think it's the second or or third sequel. He also directed "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead," Mm. which is one of my
0: personal favorites. Oh yeah, which we've talked about doing a bunch.
2: I just watched – I mean, unrelated, I just watched a real – uh no, I keep calling it that. I just watched Weird Science, which is maybe another movie that would fit into the oeuvre of this. But I did not remember that Robert Downey Jr. is one of the bullies in that movie. I'm like, this is great. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, going back to your question, Jordan, I think Goldberg, obviously – Uh. Mm-hmm. Marguerite Moreau, I like now because I like her as an, I mean, she doesn't do a whole ton in this, but it's cool that she's a lady representing on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, so I guess those two are my answers.
0: Hmm. All right. And Kara, you don't care? <laughs> yeah, not really. I, I,
1: I'm inclined to agree on Goldberg. Um, I also really like jo- uh, Joshua Jackson in this. It's, mm-hmm. He's so adorable. And he like really
0: carries the, the role very well. I like that they like casually went out of their way to make sure we knew that Goldberg was Jewish. I yeah, I I think they did for nineteen ninety two. I think they did a pretty good job of being inclusive of lots of different kinds of kids.
1: Yeah, on, I would agree on with this
0: that. ragtag team, I think they did a pretty good job. Not Not amazing, but they let there' have two girls on the team. They didn't make a thing of it at all. They didn't treat them like they were girls. And towards the beginning of the movie, I was like, Ugh, there's only one
1: girl on the team. Come on, And then they actually recruit a second one, yeah, which is like, hey,
0: one. and and they was they find they find like not only do they recruit a second one, but she can do a thing that nobody else on the team can do, and they use it and it helps them win. Yeah. Not only no one on the team can do, no one in the league yeah. can do. Yeah, so like that's pretty cool. They didn't like build them as strong characters or anything, but there's you no know, other team in the so league bad. that has
2: a girl, right? That we see at least. It's just them.
0: Not that we yeah. could see, no. No. And they definitely they left her braid hanging out of her her helmet, so you could tell she was a girl when she was on the ice. They didn't hide it.
2: What I like, if this reminds me, like when I played Little League, they were like. A couple girls, at least in the early stages, who played in the boys league, like, there was just like maybe like two. But like I always thought like I, I was never on a team with one of them, weirdly. I just remember playing against them. But, like I thought I always thought that was cool. It's like you're not going and playing softball like you're playing baseball. You know what I mean? Like, and I like that, that you're just like, I'm going to play with the boys. And like they did. Like I don't I don't remember how good they were. I mean, how good were any of us, really? But like I always I think it's cool when, you know, in movies or real life, when ladies are able to stand up and be like, no, I'm going to do this.
0: I really like, there. so there's one part where, so the second girl, the figure skating girl who joins the team is, um, little Pete's big sister. So they're Tammy and Tommy. And they're like having a little argument. He's like, well, you made me figure skate. So now you have to play hockey, which, you know, okay, that's fair. All right. Um, he did figure skate. We saw it at the beginning. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: yeah. And so, but she's, like, kind of whatever about it, so she, like, is starting to skate onto the ice, and she's, like, what do I know about hockey? And she pushes him, and he falls down, and in, like, the perfect, the perfect tone, I don't know how he is so good at this, he says more than you think. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's good. I actually, my brother played hockey, and I did figure skating, um, because, like, if we had to get up and go to the rink that early in the morning, like, both of us might as well be doing something. Um, and then I like really wanted to try playing hockey, but I suited up once to try it. And like, just there's so much gear involved that like, by the time I finished getting dressed, I was like, I'm already exhausted. This is ridiculous. <laughs> my, I, my hockey
0: dreams died that day. I really also liked about this, like just like another thing that I would never pick up on. Like when I was a kid, like these are poor kids. Mm -hmm. and like they're doing this because they love it they can't afford uniforms they can't afford equipment and when he takes them to that store to go shopping and they have a shopping montage and they're just like having the time of their lives like having things that they couldn't afford like it made me so happy i happy cried
2: and you know what I love about it that was scene is so that so great. We don't get any cutaways to adults like glaring at them condescendingly. No. It's just it's it's 100% pure joy. It's Goldberg getting into hockey, like getting into goalie pads in the middle of the store, you know, people dropping things and like playing with things and it's just them having fun and the movie's like, "No, this is a good thing."
0: Yeah. I I yeah. I re- I like the way that they treated the kids in this movie.
1: Yeah, they, they, they treat them mostly like adults. Or I feel like, um, you know, I don't remember what I was going to say, so never mind. Well, you they are,
2: I mean, they all <laughs> act like adults to the point where... Charlie pimping out his mom is, like, uncomfortable. He's like, hey, you should get after <laughs> yeah, my that mom. Was weird. That and I was like, was oh, weird. no, like, you're, you're 14. Like, I get that you, like, want Amelia to be your dad, I guess, and want your mom to find a guy, and, like, he's a good guy, or, I mean, when he's not calling you a bunch of losers, like, he's a good guy, but still, like, it's it's weird. Like, that is, like, I get why he's doing it, but that's a little too, maybe, adult? I don't know.
0: Yeah, that was weird. He shouldn't be that involved in that. Maybe. <laughs>
2: Or involved in that at all, really.
0: Right, yeah. And, and, like, Gordon, as the adult, should be like, no, we shouldn't talk about this like this. But he's also <laughs> not a very good adult. Yeah, he's pretty bad at being an adult.
1: Something, actually, that struck me while I was watching this, it's interesting that you say they treat the children like the like adults, because I was watching this, just like, these children are babies they're like <laughs> they're so young which is like kind of heartbreaking because of the way that like they're spoken to by their coaches and stuff yeah they're like really i found it kind of upsetting <laughs> like, I how dare too. you those are children
0: i i was really upset like when like when i mean that one coach like the coach of the hawks he's so mean he's yeah. so mean and he says to the kids it's not worth playing if you can't win with
1: like what
0: a shitty thing to teach children. Yeah, and and then like they're talk like the ducks before they're even the ducks are like talking about how their old coach used to talk to them and he would like call them bastards and like and even Gordon calls them losers. I mean, like eventually yep. that comes to mean like we're supposed to believe that that means like a good thing, kind of. But yeah. I really like there's like he's making his like fifth apology to them because he keeps like screwing up and they all get mad at him and reject him and then he goes on some journey and learns some lesson and then comes back to apologize and it's like the time when they're in school um also i cried when they all started quacking at the principal oh i decided
1: (laughs) i'm just gonna start quacking at people when i got upset or angry (laughs) Because it will just be so confusing that they'll, you know, something. <laughs> right? but also, I the think it's way, a good way to deal with anger.
0: The way they shot that yelling principal was, like, very surreal. And I mm-hmm. was like, oh, I wish you did more of the movie like this. She's very scary
1: when you shoot her yeah. like that. well, because they have the camera, like, down really low and they're yeah. like, shooting up at her. Yeah, a little right? tilted.
0: Uh, yeah. It was really weird. Um, but so he comes back. To apologize to them while they're writing, I will not crack at the, crack, I will not quack at the principal, you know, a hundred times on the blackboard. In the classroom classroom. surrounded
2: by blackboards, like, there's no classroom in the world with that many blackboards, (laughs) but you need enough kids, like, writing things on the walls. I was like, oh, this is the perfect classroom for a class punishment scene.
0: That's, that's what it is. That's just, that's the room in the school where they send kids to do the Bart Simpson yeah no i i feel like um
1: i went to ccd in a catholic school that definitely had a room like that so (laughs) i think that like detention rooms with lots of blackboards were at one point a thing
0: um but so he comes back to apologize to them and he's like you guys know what it's like to be misunderstood right and one of the kids says yeah of course we're kids (laughs) <laughs> Which I just thought was, like, so real. So real. For all humans, but, like, definitely for kids. Yeah. Um. Well, while we're on the subject, I cried five times during this. Oh, my God.
2: That's five more than me. <laughs>
0: I cried five times. Let's see. So I cried... I cried when they skirted their first goal. I cried... I cried when they quacked at the principal. I cried when he came back and apologized to them in detention. Um, I cried when Adam But that's Banks... like not
1: a long period of time. Was that just like a rolling cry from like. No, it was like I next, stopped and or... started. I stopped okay, and two started. Two discreet cl- cries.
0: <laughs> and then I cried when Adam Banks got hurt and they were like rolling him off the ice and him oh, yeah. and Jesse were like good for the first time. Because it took a lot for Jesse to trust him. And he, like, did it. And he was, like, go in the thing. Um, and then I cried when they won, obviously. Did you cry when Gordon gets on the bus? No. I don't care about Gordon. Oh. Well, yeah, no, but they just... you know what? That's not true. He's I like... started to cry when he was like, <laughs> and I'll come back next season. Because I was like, yes, yeah. you'll never leave them. <laughs> well, I
1: found that scene really emotional because, like, he has these, like moments with each of the kids as he's like walking past them and they each have like something like really specific and um like sweet to say to him as like a word of advice or a word of wisdom yeah. and it just
0: oh you know I didn't I didn't cry at that part because I was distracted because they didn't let the girls talk to him. Like, the, neither one of the girls ah. said anything to him. So, like, mm. I noticed that and then, like, went off on that train of thought. So, I actually wasn't really paying attention to what they were saying. Yeah. Okay. He said the line, maybe one of you will write a book about it in jail. <laughs> <laughs> what? i completely missed that that's crazy (laughs) it was like like in the beginning where where he like drove out onto the ice and he's like yelling at them and he's like this is like one of the things that i remember most from the movie he's like i hate hockey and i don't like kids (laughs) um but he yeah it's like during that scene and they're like kind of going back and forth like not liking each other and that's a line that he says to the kids like that like to me that's like oh this this movie used to be a different movie that a line like yeah. that got left in there
1: but even, like, the opening scene that's, like, a flashback to Gordon's childhood, his, like, traumatic moment of, like, why he doesn't play hockey anymore. Mm-hmm. That is, like, really dark and intense and, like, yeah. a really weird way to start a Disney movie.
0: Well, Bambi. No, I not guess. really. All the Disney movies are about, oh, no, I was going to say all the Disney movies are about dead parents, but they don't reveal that until later about him, huh? With the, yeah, yeah. So I
1: I uh, rescind that statement about it being dark for a disney movie. Um, did you know that Gordon Bombay is actually a combination of two well-known brands of gin, Gordon <laughs> and Bombay? Yes, and That's where his character's name comes from.
2: And it has never been more apropos for an alcoholic. What's weird sort of maybe it's because it's a disney movie, but he like never relapses, right? Like he always like he relapses yeah. into being an asshole, but he never has another drink.
0: No, that's true. He does immediately stop drinking. Yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, so we just did um, Sweet November podcast um, for for Charlize. And I feel like the Keanu character in that movie mirrors Gordon Bombay a lot. Where, like, he, there's this, like, event that happens. He's a real asshole, workaholic. Um, and then, like, some event happens in his life. That just, like, immediately makes him a different person. Which, like, I just don't... I don't buy that a person can change that quickly. And I guess we do see both Keanu and um, Emilio kind of relapse into their assholery. But, I don't know. They just, like... I guess if- we're meant... I guess we're supposed to believe that deep down they were good all along.
1: Right. Right. Well, I uh, wrote down after watching it that uh, The Mighty Ducks is like a movie version of those Who Saved Who bumper stickers about adopting cats and dogs. (laughs) Right? Because it's like Gordon Bombay comes into this situation and he's supposed to save these kids from delinquency or, or like whatever. But really, it's the kids who save him.
2: I love that. (laughs) and also jordan that's a little bit of a sneak preview because i don't think that sweet november episode's gonna be out for another week or two so make sure you come back no two weeks i think over two weeks two weeks from tomorrow i think yeah that sounds right so come back and check out sweet november or maybe a week from tomorrow i don't know i can't keep track of when we're recording these and when things are coming out but anyway come back to sweet november where we talk about keanu being an insufferable asshole and Charlize being not much better surprisingly Um, speaking of not much better, we have a showdown of cinematic lawyers in this movie that we have, Emilio obviously is a lawyer in this movie, but we have Lane Smith, the Hawks coach, who is the prosecution lawyer in My Cousin Vinny. And so there's a hockey showdown of lawyer of movie lawyers. And I love it. I, I mean, I, I really like Lein Smith. I mean, he's a terrible character, or he's a he's a good character in this because he's a terrible person, I think. And he's you know too harsh on his boys and too harsh on Amelia when he's young. But I think I like him as an actor. I think he works as this like guy that you can't help but root against.
0: Mm-hmm. I really like. Did you? No, what you were
1: go you ahead. Say? Oh, I was gonna say, did you know that the court? room scenes they were filmed in St. Cloud Minnesota they were dressed up to give it more of a hockey feel which is like a weird thing to do to a courtroom
0: <laughs> um,
1: but this included adding small black circles that look like hockey pucks near the ceiling architecture and instead of taking them down mm. after they finished filming the hockey pucks remain to this day
0: hmm. changed forever by the Mighty Ducks
2: also changed like forever this... from the mighty ducks is that the, the, the ducks became a real team after this movie like the anaheim mighty ducks yeah because disney i don't know if disney still owns them but disney owned them did own them
0: at yes least.
2: and so they're yeah. like hey that's a movie that people like why don't we name that? like i don't know if that's ever happened before but i love that
0: i think it's kind of weird but i also really like the name ducks for a team. Because it's not like trying to be tough or anything. <laughs> it's kind of silly. I don't know. Well, I like there's a,
1: a scene where like some of the kids are fighting each other and he asked them, like Have you ever seen a duck fight? Which, like, I definitely have seen ducks fight. <laughs> ducks are kind of mean, for right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of assholes. But um his point was that ducks don't fight each other, which is wrong.
0: And I, don't I think he I... made some other good points in that speech. I don't remember what they were. <laughs> Something well, about was... how like ducks fly in a V and flock together and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but I so think other we... birds probably also do that.
2: Can we talk yeah. about the flying V and how, in hockey, that has got to be the easiest shit in the world to defend against? Like, there's no <laughs> reason for it to be this unstoppable move because, like, the whole thing in hockey is, like, you're not sure where the puck's going to be, but, like, the puck's going to be in the middle of the ice. Like, you have all five people there. Just take care of it. Like, I, I never realized <laughs> until just now that this flying V, this, you know, unbeatable move in the history of hockey films is actually probably the easiest thing in the world to stop, and yet, here, one for one so far, uh, 100% success rate.
1: I mean, maybe, but All of the hockey players hadn't yet seen the Mighty Ducks, so uh, they didn't know to look for it.
0: Yeah, I feel like the Ducks' strategy is to basically just either do some like weird shit or some Mm -hmm. fake out shit, and just like distract people. Yeah, and just to believe that the other team will get so distracted for a second that they can make their move, and it works most of the time. Yeah, but that definitely won't work forever.
1: Yeah. Uh, Gordon also tells the children, take the fall, act hurt, get indicted. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> to like, I love it. rack up uh, penalties on the other team. Yeah,
2: But like, I don't know what the end goal there is because, okay, so you have them draw a penalty, but four of them are still better than five of you, especially at this point in the movie. Right. Like, you've done no coaching <laughs> at all. You've just said, hey, fake hurt. And you think that like the five of you who have never played hockey before are going to be able to outskate four hawks like get with it gordon
0: oh but that's how we learn what a good heart charlie has is that his name <laughs> josh jackson's name yes charlie mm-hmm. um because he refuses to do it and that's what eventually brings them together
2: What's also weird is that Emilio, always like, hold your eye like you got cut, but he's wearing a full face guard. Like, how is he going to get a cut eye <laughs> when he's wearing, like, a fence
1: in front of his face?
0: Mm, I don't know. I don't know enough it, about well, hockey fighting. Before, I feel like it's possible.
1: That's before they go on the shopping spree, right? And they're, I mean, one kid is wearing, like, a seizure helmet. Like, none of these <laughs> helmets true, are only particularly... Have uh, You know, protective. And I think his, his face guard like pops up really easily. It's not like bolted into place or strapped into place like it should be. I don't know.
0: But anyway. Uh, I really like that Charlie's mom looks kind of like a regular lady. I mean, I think like we've already established on this show that m- almost everybody looked kind of regular in 1992. Like, nobody was walking around looking, like, smoking hot because it was 1992. <laughs> but I I really like that.
2: And was like, really into her. I mean, like, I don't know that we dive too into Yeah, that's deep what I mean. Like, they had, but, like, yeah. the,
0: you know, attractive male star of the movie get with this mom who wasn't, like... I feel like... If even today, and not that like you know, I don't. I hate. I don't want to sound judgy. Like moms can look like whatever they want to look like, but you know, like they sex people up in movies, and they really didn't do that to her at all, and I like that. Yeah, it's so rare.
1: That's true. Or even more common is like the mom is like super hot, and the male romantic lead is like kind of schlubby and dumb.
0: Yeah.
2: A real Kevin
1: James type. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I actually... I, I really think Kevin James is hilarious.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I, I'm
1: not proud of it, but I do think he's very funny.
0: I thought he was really funny like when his first special came out when I was like 12. That was funny. Maybe it's still funny. I don't know.
2: You know who I really loved in this movie? I wish he was in it more is MC Ganey, who's the limo driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been yeah. in everything. He is so good in this movie, and I feel like they just like I wish like he's on the bench at one point I think filming them but like they don't go to him enough like he's the source of constant comedy whenever they want him to be and I'm like no we're just not going to use him and I wonder I feel like because this is a shorter this is a pretty short movie for what it could be and I wonder how much it cut out and I'm sure that he had more to do that they're like well we don't like need to focus on him because it's about the kids but I just wish we got more of him because he's
0: good maybe there yeah, used to be more really of him and he got cut cut on the eye yes
1: (laughs) hockey style uh gordon at the beginning when he's still in the limo because they they transition from a limo to like an 18 passenger van at some point because they need to shuttle the kids around but um when he's in the limo he does this like really amazing spit take where he's like drinking coffee or something and like just spits it out all over the place and I just feel like we don't see that enough in movies. <laughs> or in real life.
2: You know, I don't think when I watched this as a kid, going back a little bit, is that... I don't, I don't think I ever realized that the team is named after Emilio's boss's name. Like, his name is Duxworth. Yeah. So, like, hey... Yeah, uh, I don't
0: think I realized that either.
2: Which is weird. Like, I guess it feels normal and natural, because Emilio's like, hey, you want to give us $15,000? It'll make you look good, which is a good I think it's a smart way to get him to give him the money, but I feel like his last name being Duck, like, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it it makes sense, like, that's another way to, like, get him to say yes, but I feel like there could have been a cooler story there, or, like, maybe that was a team, I don't know.
0: How would you tell it?
2: Um... I feel like either it would the team would already have to be known as the Ducks. I guess before Emilio takes over, they're just known as D5 because that's just the district. They just didn't have a name.
1: Yeah. District 5, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: That's disappointing. Um, it's, it's like some real Hunger Games shit. Uh, speaking of yeah. Hunger Games. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know how you weave a duck into the story, especially since they're in Minnesota in the middle of winter. I don't know that many, that many ducks are around. So I guess it kind of has to be named after a person. Um, or there might be like some kind of like motivational story that Emilio tells like, Hey, that's us. We're just like a bunch of ducks.
1: After watching several days of nonstop Olympic programming, (laughs) I can tell you that I've been thinking a lot about the inextricable link between sports and advertising and that that actually put Ducksworth in perspective. And I was like, Oh no, that actually makes perfect sense that like, him having a hockey team named after him would be advertising for the law firm. Like it doesn't just make them look good; it like reminds you that they're a thing.
0: Right, but it's not like it doesn't say Ducksworth anywhere, and the the <laughs> law firm actually has three names in it. I don't remember what they are, yeah. but it's like Ducksworth is the first one, and then there's two other lawyers, and like. It's it's not like they even like write small on the jersey somewhere like ducks parentheses ducksworth <laughs> like ducksworth, it's not ducksworth, actually good advertising for their yeah. law firm well, it's, I, unless people are talking about it you know word of mouth like ooh that's why they're named the ducks
2: I remember going back to little league back to t ball era that you would have local businesses sponsor a team and their team name would be like that and then you get to name the team. And so I remember one year I was on a team and there was like a dentist or something. Her name was Dr. Ruby. Like her first name was Ruby. So we were Dr. Ruby's because I guess that's just like a, hey, go see Dr. Ruby. But then her her son was like, was on the team. He's just like, we could be anything. He's like, why don't we be the raptors? And I was like, I don't even know what a raptor is because we're like seven. He's like, oh, they're the coolest dinosaur. So we were Dr. Ruby's raptors. But like that at least says like, hey, go see Dr. (laughs) Ruby for a bunch of dinosaur related stuff or dentistry. But here it's not like you're Ducksworth's ducks. It's you're just the ducks. Oh, by the way, if you need legal advice, go see them.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> Although it is good that the other two lawyers in the firm are named last name Hockey and last name Mighty, so it does it does work out. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That takes care of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: Oh, another connection to uh, Keanu in the lawyer movie back in *Devil's Advocate* is that Emilio is 30 and 0, which is like Keanu was. So like I was, I wrote down I'm like are he, he going to get called the big city by the devil to support some kind of like CD case? But I guess he's in save in, instead saved by the local police after he does bad. I don't know. Real weird history. I was just I I had so much Keanu on the brain here cuz Keanu grew up in Canada near Minnesota, loves hockey, lawyer in a couple different movies. And I was just like, it has to be Keanu. So I was just trying to find all these different connections. And the same
1: director as Excellent Adventure.
2: Yeah. So there we go. I mean, the fact that it's not Keanu in this is baffling to me.
0: <laughs> um, I don't, like, have a ton to say about this, but I feel like we need to bring up that there's also a rollerblading through a mall montage yeah there is <laughs> that like definitely wouldn't be allowed in real life it was super and cool i want to do it i but...
1: i suspect that this is the source of my irrational fear of mall water fountains because <laughs> they knock a lady into the, the the big pond water fountain thing in the mall
0: yeah I know. and and like one they're under adult supervision who is also on rollerblades <laughs> with them and he's encouraging and them I really want a pair of roller blades now. Um, I ha- I used to love rollerblading, and yeah, me too. One of my first pairs of rollerblades was like they used to make these roller blades for little kids that basically had like square wheels, <laughs> so that <laughs> so that you couldn't go fast because <laughs> they're for like tiny kids. Um, so like I had those, and I also remember like partially learning to rollerblade through the four seasons hotel in washington dc <laughs> like in the <laughs> hallway <laughs> uh because we used to like visit my mom when she was working she would be on tour and we'd go visit her and like we stayed at pretty nice places and so i think we were visiting her and i had a new pair of skates and just so that was my version of the the mall scene although the mall looks more fun because other kids were doing it too
1: I loved seeing that that um, when he finds the older kid who is really good at hitting things really hard, um, he Fulton, d- Fulton, yeah, he has one of those uh, street hockey pucks with the balls in it, which I remember playing with very fondly. <laughs> street hockey is fun, not as fun as ice hockey, but
0: it's not as dangerous. I don't know anything about street hockey, because I've never done that, but it just makes me think of Wayne's World, where they're just constantly like, car, car. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I never I never played ice hockey, but I played a lot of street hockey, but in a driveway, so I guess it's not really quite street hockey, that's more driveway hockey, but definitely more fun on rollerblades with a ball than on ice skates with a puck, but
1: That knows? would be fun
0: now. I want to do that now.
1: Me too. Well, I was thinking about it, and I was just like, oh. Because I mean, really, the attraction to hockey for me comes from being able to hurl your body into other people's bodies. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> I think you need you roller know. derby.
0: Ooh. Isn't that yeah. how roller derby works? On I think skates. It's great, right, actually.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Either way, I will injure myself. It won't be good. So I shouldn't do those things, but I would like to.
0: Let's start an adult. Um, street hockey team. Okay. Well, like you all live, the, like, all you the live kids... hours we
1: away live from We live in us. three different states. No, no, sure we fine. live in two...
2: oh, no, we do live in three different states. I forgot, I thought, I was thinking <laughs> Paris and North Jersey, but no, we live in three different states, uh, hours and hours apart from each other, but a co-ed street hockey team somewhere in, ooh, I want to say like maybe eastern-ish New York is probably the center point of the three of us, so. The middle going. of us, yeah, probably. Or like mm-hmm.
0: somewhere in Connecticut is probably somewhere in the middle, too. No, that would be out of the way. Oh, because it's not okay. good for you. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> New York, New York. It is. Here we go. I th- no, I think like Albany probably would be. All right, Albany. Well, that would be really far. We're coming go. at Ooh. you with our
2: co-ed street hockey team.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, more trivia that nobody's brought up yet. Um, Mark Maron and Stephen Brill, who wrote the movie. Wait, Mark Maron wrote this? No. No, no, no. Stephen Brill wrote this. But, oh, that's where I know his name from. Yeah, then. so him and Mark Maron were, like, tight when Mark Maron was in right. Boston and, like, first starting comedy. So I haven't heard the podcast, but apparently he's talked about him a bunch. Maybe he's even yeah. been on? I didn't do enough research to know. No, because um, I recognized his name and I couldn't figure out, like, from what. Yeah. it
1: just is probably from him mentioning it multiple times yeah. over however many years I've yeah, been listening to him. Yeah.
0: I... I read something that said that Mark Maron was cast in the second one in just like a small part with like one line or something. And he was supposed to be playing somebody who was angry, but he was like so angry that he scared the kids, so they <laughs> cut him out.
1: Oh, no. Which like sounds right. Yeah, that's really cool. I can't believe that Mark Maron would
2: get angry on a movie set or in real life or anywhere. Right? It's so out of character right? for him.
0: He seems very calm as a person.
2: But what I was going to say was that uh, I only hope that if we do have a street hockey team in Albany, that we get picked up by America's number one hockey publication, which is the... (gasps) Yeah,
0: my favorite magazine.
2: (laughs) Which is the... uh, (laughs) Well,
1: that was a hell of a yes and, Jordan.
2: (laughs) It's the way that they convey all information. And like the front page story is like, yeah. hey, the Ducks won a game. Or no, the Ducks tied a game. Is there a front-page story the first time? Like, you know, this hockey publication, this newspaper that apparently services all of probably North America, the fact that a, a Little League, a junior Minnesota Hockey League team tied a game, I, I know that it's like a movie trope or whatever, but I just thought it was funny that like they keep going back to this. Like, this is the story of America. But outside of this Minnesota town, we see no interest at all
0: i'm going to take this one step further and say that like they go as far as showing a photo in america's number one hockey publication of gordon bombay and the scary hawks coach like professionally photographed faces half in shadow like where did that photo come from america's number one hockey publication like did they go to the studio and you took their pictures like what are we supposed to I believe don't... that is
1: I don't remember there being America's number one hockey publication.
0: Oh, it came up so many times. Like, they would do, like, it would, like... After every game, after every
2: game, they would have like the results on this thing. It was like an intercut. Like it was like a, they would have like a a freeze frame of the hockey and it would go to like the, the big picture on the newspaper with a giant headline. It's like ducks one game away from playoffs or whatever. So it was like, we knew what was happening, but it still felt the need to like reemphasize with us. Like, Hey, you guys know that they're like playing hockey, right? We're like, well, yeah, we we know that. Uh,
1: I gotcha. I didn't notice that at all. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very silly choice. Yeah. It could have been like Minnesota's number one hockey publication. Slightly more believable. Yeah.
0: Or just like hockey publication. (laughs) No ranking needed. No location needed. Um, One of the other
1: teams in their league called the Panthers, they... Wind, uh, the Ducks wind up technically winning the game because the Panthers withdrew from the season because they all got the measles. Because <laughs> oh, apparently, this is taking place in like 1960 something. <laughs> right. Like pre- when's,
0: like, when's the last time, I'm besides pre- now, because people stopped vaccinating sure. their kids? But like, when's the last time people got measles?
1: Uh, I mean, people still do get measles in the developing world but like yeah, yeah in the united here, states this movie people takes were not here. entire hockey teams were not getting measles <laughs> in 1992 for sure
0: i feel like um, like that and like the like the number america's number one like hockey publication like those are the things that like go too far and are too silly and like if the whole movie was like that this would feel like a terrible kids movie but because it only does it like a couple of times it's forgivable Oh, interesting. What? This doesn't make any sense.
1: So I just Googled measles eradication <laughs> in the United States because this is right up my alley of things that I'm interested <laughs> in. Um, I don't know. The U.S. News and World Report uh, has an article from last year that the World Health Organization said that measles had been eradicated in the Americas. But that doesn't make any sense because that's not actually true. So Who knows? But I'm pretty sure in 1992, American children were not, um, you know, facing measles epidemics.
2: In sickness well, and in hockey.
1: not. <laughs> oh, my God. I should change the name of my other podcast. You should just do a new podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure out ways that I can convert my existing podcasts into podcasts about things that I happen to be interested in at <laughs> any given time. Well, doing a great job of it right it
2: now. I can tell you that do. much. Yeah. Plus, it's, it's, if you change your happening. name, then that other girl can have in sickness and in health, and there's no more battle.
0: Oh, yeah, Look <laughs> right. at that.
2: It's really yeah. a win-win. I don't know why you don't do it.
0: You're right. You're totally right. It's true. Um, there's a joke in this that's also in Clueless. Did you catch it, Kara?
1: I think I might know what you're talking about, and if... It's the same thing that I'm thinking of. You're wrong. No, it's it's a very similar joke,
0: and I'm not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No. What is it? So one one of the kids gets knocked out during a practice. And they, like, take off his helmet, and they're doing the, like, how many fingers am I holding up? The coaches. Um, and one of the kids is like, he wouldn't know that anyway. And it's the same joke when Ty gets hit on the head. Oh. And they're like, what's seven times seven? And she's like, stuff she knows. Something she knows. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't catch that. I was <laughs> what thinking, because um, they use the term, let me, I wrote it down. Hang on. They use the term cake, the term cake, they use eater. The term cake eater, which is not A the same times. as the term cake boy. I also Googled right. that. Yeah, Um, um, because they
1: refer to Christian in a derogatory way. Yeah, Mary calls him a cake boy. Right, which is a a slur for a gay person. Um, But cake eater is actually apparently well-known throughout Minnesota and refers to people who live in the wealthy suburb of Edina, which uh, references the... uh, uh, the infamous let them eat cake thing that Marie Antoinette never actually said. So yeah,
2: I was telling my friends in my fantasy baseball league about that. I was watching this movie and they were talking about how there's apparently some Navy seal show on now. And it's unclear whether it's scripted or just live like reality or whatever. But apparently they all use cake eater as a insult on that show because they grew up with this movie. Like Minnesota is a weird place Ah. with weird lexicon. Like, earlier yeah. so so in a related but completely unrelated story uh, this year in the NFL they allowed touchdown celebrations for the first time in several years like they used to if you did a celebration you would get flagged for it which was so much fun good job NFL but this year they allowed it again so there was a lot of teams doing a lot of fun things and on one at one point the Vikings scored a touchdown and they played duck duck goose but in Minnesota <laughs> it's called duck duck gray duck. And apparently, it's the same. Oh, it's the same game. Yeah. But there's more that you can do. So, like, if you, when more you more
1: racial undertones to it. Well, I don't think it's racial.
2: I mean, it might be. Who knows? Everything in Minnesota is a little bit racist, probably. But there's more fun you can have with it because apparently, instead of saying goose, when you say gray duck, that's when they chase you. But like, you can say green duck, right. And it sounds like it, and you can sort of fake people out. Or You can say literally anything else, but gray duck is the trigger word that goose is. Uh, so Minnesota yeah, has this whole know like that, weird little lexicon thing, its own vocabulary yeah. that the rest of the world doesn't know, but ha- I guess has come to adopt like Cake Eater.
0: Well, yeah. I think a lot of states have that, right? Like we adopted a lot of like California slang, like Bill and Ted style. Um, that's all I can think of, but I'm sure there's more. Well, somewhat related to you talking about
1: football, um, something I just kept thinking about while I was watching this and, like, seeing the kids' heads bump into each other and stuff was, like, oh, God, they're poor brains, especially <laughs> yeah. before they get real helmets. I was, like, really put off by the amount of head trauma that's in this movie. Oh, well, my... And
0: the amount that the, the boys inflict on each other on purpose mm-hmm. and on the girl. Yeah. They knock the girl over the same way, I guess.
2: I They're wrote down – I think it was probably when Adam Banks got hurt. I'm like, oh, he is definitely in concussion protocol right now because he, like, goes, like, headfirst into <laughs> yes. the goalpost. Um, yeah. Speaking of the goalpost, the pivotal moment in this movie – at the beginning and the end, the book end, is that at the beginning of the movie, we see nine-year-old Emilio Estevez on a penalty shot, miss the net. Lane Smith yells at him, disappointed, carries it all through his life, uses it because he hates hockey now, he wants to be the best lawyer – end of the movie Joshua Jackson basically little Emilio does the same move the triple deke and this time he scores but what I thought was really funny was in the full camera shot he shoots low like it's a wide open net because he he completely fakes the goalie out and goalies like splayed out the other way but he shoots low but then they do like an insert shot of like the shot going to the net and it's like on the upper inner, like I don't know if either of you caught this, but he shot low and then the insert shot was like the puck going high. And it was like, look how close to Emilio he was. But like in the real movie, it wasn't anywhere close to that. So I like that they tried to do the symbolism there, but they're just like, hey, that doesn't match at all. But we don't care because it's a feel good <laughs> moment.
1: How mad do you think the Zamboni guy was after that egg scene?
0: I was so stressed out about those eggs. (laughs) I think that's a great exercise, and I actually would really like to do it. But, like, how do you get eggs off ice? I do not know. That's gross. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way. It was upsetting. (laughs) Yes.
1: I think you just need new ice, to be honest.
0: I think, could you dump a bunch of water on it? But then you would just have vacuum, vacuum it water. up. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. Yuck. <laughs> Ew.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
2: I guess you would. Have, what, how would you clean that up? Like with a razor? <laughs> like would you have to like shave it off?
1: Shave the ice.
2: But there oh, are. Gross. There are dozens if not hundreds of broken eggs in the ice. Like that is yeah. so much work. And I, I get the idea behind it. But like, man. But,
1: like, you could do that on solid ground, also. Like, it doesn't have to be on ice to do this ex- exercise, where like the point of it is to learn to have soft hands, so you're not hitting it, you know, with so much force that it breaks the egg. You're you're gliding it over, or you're catching it in a in a way with your stick where it's not slamming against your stick. Um, you could a hundred percent do that on on concrete. And like just hose it off You don't have to do that on the ice But I guess they just left They did They did that because they knew people would get really stressed out About eggs on ice
2: Eggs on ice The caragallo Regan story <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh my god I just like that as a title for uh, something It needs to be the title of something
1: I love one that of, as a
0: title One of my dreams is to make stop motion movies out of eggs that have like face like googly eyes and like faces glued on them (laughs) um and the one that i want to make the most would be called egg noir so they would be wearing like little trench coats and like hats and like you know it would be like real dark with like some light coming in the blinds (laughs) but it would just Mm -hmm. be eggs
1: is there no. a story or, or no. just genre kind of? I mean, okay. yes,
0: but I don't care what it is. <laughs> okay. I just like the visual. Um, and I think it would be really fun to dress up eggs. Yeah, that sounds good. Really so fun. that could be the second in the series. Eggs on Ice. Do
2: you guys want to know my biggest shock in this film? a song comes on i'm like is this a randy newman song and then i looked it up and it's his brother <laughs> david newman who did the song it oh has goodness. the same voice as randy newman except it's not <laughs> as good
1: like you know how like you know oh so he's like gallagher's brother yeah
2: or like literally any famous persons like slightly less talented brother uh mm. like
0: eric roberts <laughs> poor poor for, eric for, for roberts. one uh, the other walberg
2: all the other Wahlbergs. I,
0: there's there are a few Wahlbergs, yeah. yeah. Donnie. Donnie, that's who I'm thinking of.
2: Donnie's in the car outside. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking
0: of.
2: Good old Dan Van Kirk. The best. <laughs> He's so good. The best. Uh, but I was like, I was like, this has got to be a Randy Newman song, but I feel like I would have seen it, and then I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like I didn't know that he had a brother. I didn't know that his brother basically went into the same business as Randy Newman. And then... He sounds like it's the same type of song Like it's not only the same business But they're making the same music It's just not as good It's remarkable how How (laughs) much it caught me off guard
0: Not to be an asshole But David Newman is Randy Newman's cousin
1: Cousins? Is that more or less weird?
0: Uh I don't know
2: I think it's the same amount of weird
0: Yeah Yeah
1: Man, those family holidays must be Awkward
0: Also mm, I'm, I'm mixing them all up in my head Because then also Thomas Newman Is related A whole lot of Newman. My brain hurts It's too many
1: Um, Do you guys want to hear the taglines? Oh yeah. yes please How many okay. are there? Only two Okay Neither of them are good. Are they puns? Um, No. Disappointing. He's never coached. They've never won. Together, they'll learn everything about winning.
0: They use the word win twice?
1: One and winning. Yeah,
0: but it's the same. Yeah, it's emphasis.
1: We're using the the word for emphasis. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, the second one. They can't skate. They can't win. They can't be serious. <laughs>
2: I like that better. I don't yeah. I don't think that a I guess it kinda works the movie. It's not great for this movie.
1: Yeah. No. Neither of them are very good.
0: Maybe that should be the game that we play. Is you have to make it you have to write a tagline. Oh, that sounds really hard. <laughs> oh, I did come up with a game. <laughs> it's not really a game
1: so much as a question. <laughs> um today while I was watching the biathlon uh which is the thing where people ski criminally and underrated and it is ship. phenomenal it's amazing it's next to figure skating i think probably my favorite uh event um so i was thinking about if i were to do like there's no sport on the planet i don't think that is like more contrary to my skills and abilities than the biathlon is. I don't (laughs) do well in the cold. Um, I don't do well in any sort of endurance sport. That's just never going to happen. I'm really shaky all the time, especially after I've exerted myself. So like trying to shoot a thing. I would just die during the biathlon, basically. So I was thinking, what Olympic event? Would kill you the hardest, (laughs) like you personally. What, what would get you like right in in your weak spots?
2: Well, Kara, we were talking about this the other night, and we both agreed that literally all of them would kill both of us. So there's that answer.
1: Yeah, well, there's that, but I mean, like, is there one that really stands out?
2: I feel like luge would be particularly devastating Mm -hmm. on my body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I'm going to disagree hardcore with the ones that you guys don't like. (laughs) No, it's not that I don't. No, 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 I I I, Like I said, I love the biathlon.
1: I would just, I would die. That's all.
0: I think, yeah, I would die with anything that had to do with, like, having endurance for a very long time. But, like, if someone was was like, hey, I think I could teach you to lose, I'd be like, oh, yeah, count me in, like, right now.
2: Tomorrow. I would I would love to learn how to luge, <laughs> but you watch them going down at 90 miles per hour where you have to like slightly turn your body and you also can't look where you're going and like the thing with Luge is like to gain even more time like you lay your head back even more and just sort of like kind of wing it and it's like oh this yeah. is terrifying
1: Yeah yeah that's well, why I would, That's why I'm attracted to it <laughs> But in skeleton you do get to see where you're going which I think that is actually seems more terrifying that's head that first, seems more right? scary. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. And you're in your
0: stomach, which also seems very scary. Yeah. Um, I got to see a lot of
1: wipeouts in the luge today. No one got hurt, though, that's amazingly. Good. That's good. Yeah, that's wild. It, like, you could crash on one of those things and not only not get hurt, but not die. I find that amazing. Oh, you know what else I learned today? What's that? Ice dancers. Yeah. The blade on their skates are actually like an inch or two shorter in the back than regular figure skaters so that they don't gouge each other in the eyes. Do they still have toe picks? that's smart. They do have toe picks, but the toe picks are smaller. Important. Because they don't do the kind of jumps that regular figure skaters do, so they don't need it to be as big and also so that they don't gouge each other in the eye.
2: They're just too busy twizzling.
0: I love twizzles now. (laughs) I like it because, well, because if you watch Ice Dancing too, like it seems like everybody hates twizzles, but it's a required element in their routines. Who's everybody? The the judges kept talking about it. Like twizzles were like the worst thing ever. Like oh, it was okay. like this this horrible thing that everybody hates, but you have to do. Is that's what they were talking about? I don't know anything about twizzles or skating, but. I think they're just really hard to do and especially like synchronized. And, well, and they have to do series of them. So in the ice dancing that I was watching, they would have to do like one going one way and then they would have to go the other way and then they would go the yeah. first way again. So it was always a series of three of them. But the ship I, sims I did four lot, just
2: because they're like, hey, we're the best yeah, in the world Yeah, they of threw this. in an
0: extra one.
1: Whoa. <laughs> I'm 100% <laughs> convinced that the two of them are Westworld robots. Very possible. Because they're just so, like, good and precise. Don't get me wrong. I love them. They're amazing. They even produced and directed their own, like, Olympic feature segment, which is amazing. But they're definitely robots. Which brings me to talking about how many robots there are at this Olympics. (laughs) Uh, 80 or so robots that they have. And as of yet, I haven't seen a single robot go rogue, which I'm shocked by. And they have like tons of crazy drones.
0: I have a question that I was thinking about yesterday that's skating related. Okay. Do they mic the ice so that you can hear the skates? Ooh, that's a good question because you can hear you can the skates. You can really hear them. But I was. And you
1: wouldn't be able to unless they mic the ice. So they, I am going to. They go might have shotgun
2: mics that are aimed at the ice, yeah. a bunch of them.
0: But they're very careful about, I feel like they're really careful about when they're on and when they're off. Because, like, I was saying this to my roommate yesterday and we were debating it. And it was right after What's-Her-Name did the triple axel. And Mm -hmm. she, like, screamed and yelled at the end of her routine with, like, joy. And you didn't hear You couldn't hear that. Yeah. So, but they turned the ice mics off immediately. Like, what? I just, I'm curious about how that works. so that
1: might... be true or like joey was saying if they have shotgun mics and the shotguns are like down in the baseboards you know so that it's only at foot level it wouldn't necessarily pick up somebody yelling they also (laughs) might just like cut the mic as soon as somebody finishes because that was
0: that was my guess i was like oh they probably just shut it off like the moment the moment you don't need the drama of the sound of the skate cutting through the ice anymore which is one of my favorite parts of figure anymore. skating is the sound. Yeah, It sounds like swords. If you close your eyes, it sounds like <laughs> a sword fight sometimes. It basically is. Which I really like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't really have anything else to say about the Mighty Ducks, but I would be very into continuing to talk about figure skating. Um, <laughs>
0: I'm notes.
2: i have going to I have two other notes. Number one, I like that they got to meet the Dallas Stars. That was cool. Mike Madonna was actually a really big hockey player for a while, so that was cool that they got to meet him.
0: They
1: were not the Dallas Stars yet, though. I believe they were actually a Minneapolis team. The Minnesota North Stars. Yeah.
2: And the other thing that I liked was, just like he does in Daredevil, in this movie, Foggy, whoever, what's his name? His name is Eldon Henson. I think his brother is also in this movie or something. Like, one of them dyed their hair. Yeah. Uh, Foggy gets... Tossed from the game after he defends the figure skater's honor, and I was like, "Oh, just like in Daredevil, he's always la- lusting after Karen Page, and yet he doesn't have her. Like he's always being like a gentleman, like an upstanding citizen, and you know, defending the lady's honor, and then never gets rewarded." Oh, I also liked re- related to this. Isn't there like a there's like a, a little bit of a backseat love story that like there's
1: kids holding hands in oh, the yeah. crowd?
2: Is that more is that Marguerite Moreau or is it the figure skater? I don't yeah. remember.
1: No, yeah. it's, it's her. Yeah, they totally they make out hardcore after they win the game. They do? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't see
2: that. I don't see that either. Oh, yeah,
1: they I I noticed it because it just looked so odd like trying to make out on, on skates, it sounds hard. And it looked difficult. Like they were kind of like um like tipping the top half of their bodies toward each other while their feet kind of skate out from underneath them. <laughs> that
0: sounds dangerous.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I got
2: I got nothing else about this movie. I don't think.
0: Oh I got no! Some stuff that's, well, oh yeah, go.
2: I have one other thing. I like that in the middle of this movie there's there's Hans who is a real person but also sort of feels like a ghost like he kind of feels like this guy that only Emilio <laughs> yes. left him, as can see yeah yes. he's definitely a ghost but I like <laughs> that in the middle of this movie Emilio gets his groove back basically by getting a fresh pair of skates and like skating around the ice I was like oh mm-hmm. okay that this is just his moment to shine it never comes back like we just have that one shot of him like skating around a rink alone but I was like that's kind of cool yeah.
0: I also thought well, that I was nice well I think that
1: um, I think that sets up Because at the end of the the movie, he's leaving to go try out for the minor leagues or whatever. So I think that scene and that uh, ghost relationship kind of sets it up. Because otherwise, if he just, like, decided to try out for the minors and we hadn't seen him actually put on a pair of skates, it would have been weird.
0: I have a sports question. Like, a game sports question. He hasn't played hockey in, like... How long do you think it's been since he's played hockey? 20 years. At least
1: at least 20 years but probably <laughs> closer to 30. So yeah.
0: no well so he's probably about 30 in this cuz I looked up how old Emilio Estevez was. So like let's say he's 30, maybe quit when he was 10. It's been 20 years since he played hockey. Does it stick with you like that? And no. don't you have to be in
1: shape <laughs> I mean, there's like a certain amount of, you know, like riding a bike with muscle memory. Like once you get back on skates and you get out there, but like, yeah, unless he's been conditioning and like training and skating and because also, I I mean, it's not just skating like with hockey, like you also have the stick and you need to be able to handle the stick and the puck um, unless you're just one of those guys that like skates into well, people that um, part could be like, t- mu- like muscle memory that. like
0: i feel like if anything that's probably the part you retain forever and like pick up again like rather quickly if you were really good at it yeah Yeah. You know, i'm just curious because i i i tend to do like rather intense sports where you definitely couldn't be like hey i haven't done this since i was 10 let's go well
1: i feel like <laughs> in any sport um if you're gonna start competing at a professional or semi-professional level, like you can't just pick it up and, and start doing it after 20 years and be at the point where you're getting on a bus to go try out for the.
2: Oh miles. yeah, no, he's gonna get embarrassed at those tryouts. Like it's gonna be bad. <laughs> uh, one show, I, I don't know if you've got. Either he of needs you, that though. I don't know if either of you watched the show on Showtime, Smilf, but Smilf is great. I think you would both like it. A lot of strong ladies on that show, but. The lead, uh, Frankie Shaw. I don't remember what character or name she plays, but the the woman who created the show, who stars in the show, uh, plays basketball, and they have like an open tryout for the WNBA, and like they you've seen her playing basketball in a couple different episodes. You know, always dribbling, always shooting, and seems like pretty good for like a regular person. And then she goes to the tryouts and is way outclassed. And I I like that it was like realistic and grounded because you're like, oh, because this is, you know, on the one hand you're like, oh, this is a TV show, like she's going to be great and she's going to make the team and it's going to be like sort of a direction, but like it's such a gritty, honest, real show that even though she's good and she still plays basketball all the time, she's outclassed by people who are taller than her and faster than her and better than her and who've been playing basketball way more than she has. And so for, in this movie, for Emilio Estevez to be like, hey, I've been around kids playing hockey. I'm going to go try out for the <laughs> NHL. Uh, that's not going to happen. I think there's a reason he comes back in the second movie because he's not in the NHL. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, because he said Apparently, he going
1: <laughs> In the second, like the first scene in the second, the last scene in the first movie is him getting on the bus. And then the first scene in the second movie is him getting off the bus, so... <laughs> um i i saw somebody tweeted the other night during the figure skating event that like they should have a normal person go out there like before any of the actual skaters come out have a normal person go out there and try and do these things just so you can see oh, yeah
0: for context
1: yeah because they make it look so easy
0: and yeah do but that for all words. Have somebody put on a snowboard <laughs> and just give it a try yeah because
1: like I even get this sometimes where I'm like I could probably do that if I wanted <laughs> like if I tried really hard I could probably do that right which is like a hundred percent untrue. <laughs>
2: You're like those commercials where they're where it's for the Paralympics where – or the Paralympics. Is it Paralympics? Paralympics. There's no uh in the middle, right? Paralympics. Paralympics. Yeah. Where we see the baby born with no legs and it's like odds of winning a medal like one in six million or whatever. And then like as she keeps getting older and getting yeah. better, it eventually gets to one to one. But you are watching TV. You're like, I'm already at like one to four. Like I'm not at a one in four. Like if I really wanted to, I got like a one in four <laughs> shot of like getting a medal at the Olympics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, see, my approach, I was thinking about this the other night during the opening ceremony, and because it's been uh, increasingly more common over recent Olympic cycles for for people to compete for countries they're not actually from. Either they were born there, or they moved there, or the country straight up bought them, um, or they're super rich, and they're like, I want to be in the Olympics. So, like, uh, in Sochi, there was this couple who were... "Quote unquote" from Turks and Caicos, when really they were just like super rich and like had a house there, and then competed in skiing or something. Because um, you know, if there's no one else from your country attempting to do this, then you can actually go to the Olympics and like, sure, you're not going to win, but like, you were there. Um,
0: That happens in gymnastics too.
1: Yeah. So I was thinking like, if. If I had a time machine, I would go back in time to when I was younger and more spry and less prone to dislocating every bone in my body um, and compete for Ireland because they have very few Winter Olympic uh, athletes. And my grandparents are from there, so I could totally get dual citizenship. So I have, like, a whole plan if (laughs) ever I happen across – uh, a time machine and a new body. Well, is that
2: why Israel has such a good figure skating team? Because there's so many people like that girl who trains in Hackensack is on the Israel team.
1: I think the whole team trains in Hackensack, actually, the ice house. Do you know if they
2: were born in Israel or is it just is it people who are pulling the U and like, oh, my grandparents are from Israel. I'm going to be an Israel Israeli citizen and compete for them. Because like, I don't equate Israel and figure skating or like just winter. Very much, but like they're great. I think <laughs> it is in
1: the desert. Yep. Um. I don't know. I think Israel is a weird example, just because of like the Jewish diaspora and right. how Israel came together as a state to begin with. um yeah. And the relationship that Jews have to Israel, and like a lot of people go back and forth a lot. So I, I yeah, that's there's probably a lot of, like the yeah. wrong example. Um.
0: But there I is think... there is was a wasn't there a Korean ice dancing couple. Yeah, the
1: they're, they're both Americans. Yeah, like uh, I was one like, of them's actually is, a like, white guy.
0: He is not Korean. <laughs> like, I couldn't yeah. he's only yeah, he moved to Korea like two years ago, like just so he could do this. Yeah. And because
1: Korea is such a small country, or South Korea, and they didn't know that they were gonna be this combined Korean team with North Korea until like January. So last month. Um so Korea actually did wind up kind of importing a lot of athletes for these games because they're hosting it and they like want to have a strong showing and just didn't have the kind of, um, you know, well of athletes that someplace like the United States has where, you know, there's just, we have such a large population and then, you know, there's a lot of other factors that go into this sort of thing. And
2: that's the same thing we see in like the world baseball classic. I guess it's probably anything where the whole world competes at something. But you could be, you could probably maybe make the American team or you could go play for like the Netherlands or something and then be like a star on that team. So I think wherever there's like a concentration, because I mean, figure skating, I'm sure people do it all around the world, but I'm sure it's mostly like America and Canada and Russia or like mostly. And,
1: uh, well, wealthier countries yeah. mm-hmm. um, because it is an ex- extraordinarily expensive sport mm-hmm. um so i mean i don't know figure skating it's there's it's usually the united states and canada are the united states canada and russia are kind of the supreme um people in it and then uh france and italy usually are contenders although not generally metal contenders um I think this is the first year that that Israel has kind of, like, broken through. Um,
2: yeah, because I I don't remember them being good. Not that I really remember much about past Olympics other than Yulia Lipnitskaya, but, like, I don't remember them ever being this good, because they are, like, not as good as the big three, but they're close.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they really killed it this year, yeah. which was unexpected. Um the whole the whole field has been really strong so far we've only seen the team event so i'm looking forward to the individual but most
2: of them are going to go on to be individual stuff too right like it's it, there's a lot of bleed over there or is there not
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much everyone who competed on the it, yeah everyone who competed in the team event will be also con- competing as individuals okay the team event they only introduced Uh, during the last olympics in sochi so it's still a very new event figure skating um is like a really solitary sport so it's actually been really nice to see the team kind of like come together and compete together um
2: now if ashley wagner had made the team which what would she have done like the short program and the long program like one of those
1: Maybe, as she may not have skated at all in the team event. So we sent three men and three women singles. Um, So we had... Brady Nate, Right, Brady Tunnell, who skated... Did she do both programs? Might have been. I saw her a couple times, I think. Yeah. See, I already can't remember. Um, Yeah, so not everyone who is skating for the United States skated for the team event. I don't think that they get a medal if they didn't participate in that, but there's only, you know, so many slots for the team event. Um, so Ashley Wagner, depending on the strength of her, uh, programs may or may not have been in the team event. Mariah Nagasu skated the long program because she had that triple axle, which is, uh, something that isn't very common in the female field because it's so fucking hard to do. So they put her in there because that jump is worth so many more points than other jumps. Oh, right. So Brady Tonell skated the short program. Mariah skated the long program. Now I remember. Um, But I am so excited that Ashley Wagner is still raking in those endorsement deals, even though she didn't even make the team. It's amazing. She is my hero. (laughs)
2: Well, I think because I've seen her like leading up to the games before you actually see them, like she's more recognizable than Brady Tennell. Like you know, in a month it might be Brady Tennell or whatever. Like people might not remember Ashley Wagner, but yeah. for now, she's still got that. You know, I'm sure even Gracie Gold, if she was, you know, still in the public eye, she would be there too. Probably, maybe, who knows?
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, she had a ton of endorsement deals the last time around, and I think to some people she was kind of a disappointment. Like you know which is uh, we put too much on athletes but she was a disappointment because she didn't you know get the gold gracie gold i feel so bad people put so much on top of her but um yeah i don't know it's great because i've seen ashley wagner in two different brand commercials she's in toyota and bridgestone tires so
2: very exciting very
1: yeah exciting
2: and also, I don't remember if we said it, but Johnny Weir is in the, or Johnny and Tara, or Johnny and Tara both in the Google Home commercial, right? So.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that already. Love it. Yeah. Well, do you guys have any anything else to say about these things? I got
2: nothing. Jordan, you got anything?
1: Okay. Oh. Um,. So, there's, like, one more movie that I wish that we had time to do, which we don't, but it's called Ice Angel. And it's from the year 2000. And the premise is, a popular hockey player and an ice skater die on the same day. And the soul of the skater goes to heaven, but the hockey player is reborn into the body of the figure skater.
2: (laughs) Interesting. Weird.
1: And weird. Interesting. And... Um, I don't know if they star in it because that would be crazy. But Tara Lipinski and Nancy Kerrigan are second and third build in the movie. <laughs> what? So they're both in that. As are Alan Thick. in Power. He'd be the only. Yeah. He's the only other name I know. Did
2: either of you, Um, speaking of movies where kids die, did either of you watch about 20 years ago, there was a show, I think it was on for one year. It might be terrible. I have very fond memories of it called Teen Angel.
1: Oh, that sounds really familiar. I don't know what that is.
2: It's about, uh, it's a TV show where like it's two buddies and one of them eats a hamburger that's been under the other guy's bed for months. Like they're in high school or whatever. And he eats (laughs) a hamburger that's been under there for months and he dies instantly and then is basically uh, just tagging along, being the main guy's invisible friend, sort of. I don't remember the premise yeah. at all outside of that. The, I'm looking at the cast on IMDb right now. I do not it's recognize... It's on TGIF. Yes. Uh, Ron Glass, who also passed away, I believe, but was a book, shepherd Book, on Firefly and Serenity. He was in it um, as God's Cousin Rod. This show might be terrible. I don't <laughs> know. But I remember loving it when I Sounds was great. 10. Sounds great. So, um
0: who was dead in Angels in the Outfield? I don't know. <laughs> That's what that made me think of. was like, this is another sports movie where there's definitely like ghosts in it, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's angels out there.
2: Another angel movie. Uh, when a
1: boy prays for a change to have a family, if the wait. Oh, a boy prays for a chance to have a family if the Caroli- if the California Angels win the pennant. Angels are assigned to
0: make that possible. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, so but nobody died in it. it. There's just a bunch of yeah. angels. All right, never mind. <laughs> not, not the same.
2: Another movie with a I bunch of angels. I think you're thinking family. of
0: if you build it, they will come. Yes. Right? No, because I've never well, seen that,
2: that. That's Field of Dreams. I mean,
0: I know Field of Dreams, yeah, but I've never seen it.
2: But, Jordan, a movie that you have seen with a bunch of angels in it is City of Angels. Shout oh, out well, Cage I'm Club. Thi-
0: I'm not thinking of City of Angels. I didn't uh, like that movie.
2: Well, it's not very good. But go no. listen to it, because you were on that episode of Cage Club, so go listen it to it. I was on that. that episode. With Meg Ryan in the bathtub. You watch a lot of movies with us where uh, the women are in bathtubs near men. Except this one, you know, Keon and Charlie's in the bathtub together in Sweet November. And this one, Cage looking exasperated?
0: Watching her in the bathtub. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe there's just a lot of... I think that there's just a lot of ladies in bathtubs. In bathtubs. In movies, movies. which is, like, not... Not that I don't take baths, but that's like not really a thing in real life. So
1: there's actually that's, I mean, I don't know. I'm a bath person. If I had a bathtub, I would be in I guess, the bathtub all yeah, of the time. Yeah,
0: I guess I am a bath person too, but like they all have these like in the movies. They have these like big like luxurious yeah, t- like that elaborate sets. Not what taking a bath Handles
1: like like. <laughs> and like flower <laughs> petals. I don't know. I think it's And I might just think this because of that movie Pleasantville, but I think a lot of times it's a stand in for women's masturbation. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
2: There is a short film. I don't know if it's available online. I saw it at Fantastic Fest before uh, they showed 7852, which is the documentary about the shower scene at Hitchcock, which is really cool. Like they made an entire movie about one scene from another movie. So that was cool.
0: My, my aunt is very close friends with um his mother, with the director's mother, I've met oh. him and I've met his mother. Cool. Well, yes. before
2: before that movie, there was a short film called Nothing a Little Soap and Water Can't Fix, and it's essentially a supercut like you would find on Vimeo of bathtub and shower scenes from like every movie. And there's like you were saying, there's so many times that ladies get in bathtubs, like the same thing happens over and over again. Like it's a six minute video of like essentially one scene playing oh, out but they're funny. all go from like relaxing to maybe masturbating to getting killed and like the bathtub <laughs> filling up with blood and it's just you have this idea it, it, I think it proves more than anything else that like if you have an idea for something in a movie it's been done before because like you see five or six examples of the same things over and over again in like you know in just this I one mean... specific specific situation scenario whatever
1: yeah I don't know, though, like, because we say that, like, if you have an idea, everything's been done before and, like, there's no story that hasn't been told. But then, I mean, if you, like, shift your perspective a little bit to the fact that, to, to just the, the um, egregious disparities between who has been able to write and direct and produce films, you know, like, what? I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of stories that haven't been told and a lot of bathtub scenes that might be different if women were But you don't know. To. Do you know what? Yeah, what right. if, what know.
0: if in 10 years we have, like, you know, a huge range of, like, different kinds of filmmakers and they're still making the same dumb bathtub scenes? Yeah. I mean, that would be disappointing. Like maybe that's, like, just a constant. Like, we can't even help it. It's a young and archetype. <laughs> of women in bathtubs. I hope not.
2: Well, you know, when we bring up Carl Jung, that means it's the end of the podcast. That's what you guys do every week, right? You just bring up Carl Jung, and that's how you wrap it up.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, Joey, other than Sweet November and other such things, do you have anything that you want to promote?
2: This episode comes out when? In next week, right? Spoiler alert for when we're recording this. Um, In a week from Saturday, past guest Mike Manzi's (laughs) podcast comes out, Third Time's a Charm where he looks at the third movies and film franchises. You know that Kara's on at least, I think Kara's on two episodes in season one. She's on more often than I am. I'm on the first one, mm-hmm. so obviously the best episode. But Kara's on two different episodes in season one, so they're coming out on the third of the month, every month.
1: And if people have been listening to this podcast, they've heard me talk about Jaws 3 several times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can finally hear that episode. I've only
2: seen Jaws 1 and Jaws 4. So I've never seen Jaws 3. Probably won't be watching Jaws 3 for... Should I watch it before I listen to your episode or no?
1: Uh, You don't have to. I think it's a really interesting movie, though. I was surprised by it. There's a couple movies
2: he's doing in season one that I've never seen that I'm going to see, like Alien 3 and The Godfather 3. And I'm spoiling what he is covering, because in the episode, you can go subscribe now, the episode will be up next Saturday, but already on iTunes, and Google Play, and Stitcher, and everywhere you get podcasts, you can listen to it, and at the end of the, what I think is really cool, and I'm saying this to you guys because it's not out yet, uh, but at the end of his intro thing, like saying what the show is, he does sort of like this little trailer mashup of the six different movies he's covering, so it's really cool, so he sort of announced the six that he's covering, Um, but I'm excited to see like Godfather 3 and Alien 3 for the first time, Jaws 3, not so sure about
1: I find it really interesting. If you are interested in theme parks, if you are interested in uh, poorly aged 3D technology, (laughs) if you are interested in a young Leah Thompson as a water skier, uh, this is the movie for you. I mean,
2: it it all sounds great to me. Also, yesterday... The first episode of Winona Forever came out, so go listen to that if you like Winona Ryder. And who doesn't like Winona Ryder?
0: My mom hates Winona Ryder.
2: Well, your mom is wrong.
0: I do think she's, like, probably the only one, though.
2: Have
1: you guys done a Winona
2: movie for this podcast
1: yet or no? Yeah, we did Little Women. Yep. Mm. My favorite one.
2: There you go. What else is coming out?
1: Although I don't know, maybe Beetlejuice is also my favorite.
0: Beetlejuice is very good. I watched Heather's recently, and I didn't like it anymore.
2: I've only seen it once. I liked it the first time. I gotta watch it again. And also, I can
1: see why watching it as an adult like would be less enjoyable.
0: It made me feel sick. I didn't like it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a, it's
1: very dark, like and not necessarily in a super fun way.
2: Two days ago, the second episode of the Contenders came out, where we talked about Wonder Woman. I joined Tobin and Islin. We I think we have another podcast debuting next Ooh, maybe in a week or two. Can't say what it is yet, just in case it doesn't happen, but that's also happening. But there's a whole like slew of new shows. Uh, what's a lot what's cool is that it's a lot of different things, like similar in scope and style to what we talked about already, but different Topics, different hosts, Uh, a lot of talk about strong women. So that's cool. The contenders, like going on on a week where the contenders, because you guys are on the same week, but uh, the contenders to Winona to Wistful Thinking. That's a lot of strong movies about women. I think so. Good job, all of you.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Midweek pick me up. Even though this movie isn't The Mighty Ducks. We actually
0: tend to watch movies that aren't strong about women, but then we complain about it. So. It's yeah, you're
2: you're building up the world by tearing it down, one brick at a time. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you have lots of good stuff. I mean, just go to cageclub.me, or facebook.com/cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter, and just check out what we're doing because we have we have a ridiculous. Like when Mike and I started doing this three years ago, just talking about Nicolas Cage movies, I had no idea what this would become, and we now have I think seventeen or eighteen shows or something. So just go check them out.
1: Yeah. It's insane. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah.
0: That's
2: all I got there. That's enough. I think that's enough of a plug.
0: Okay. How about you, Jordan? I got nothing. Listen to uh, my Sweet November episode in a couple weeks, I guess. Joey said that already, though. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get the Not exact the date.
2: Hold on. So this comes out today, if you're listening to this, is the 22nd. Sweet November comes out March 9th. So... Next, no, two weeks from tomorrow. I was right the first time.
0: If you want to well, hear me, Well, as long yeah as people are
1: subscribed to Watch the Throne, it'll wind up in their podcast feeds.
2: You got it. And then Carol will be on an episode in two months, and then two and a half months, and then a few months after that. So lots of wistful thinking on Watch the Throne, which is very nice.
1: Exciting stuff. Um... I'm tired, so I'm just (laughs) going to say uh, goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Bye.